0: Holly Randall Unfiltered is brought to you by hotmovies.com. Hotmovies.com is a video on demand website that offers all of the latest and the greatest adult movies from more than 50 years of adult movie making, including films by yours truly. Go to hotmovies.com bonus and enter the promo code Holly to get 20 free minutes on hotmovies.com. No purchases necessary. This week, you can see the legendary Shawn Michaels in his first ever scene with a transgender performer. Plus, read our exclusive interview about his experience. There's always something to see or do or learn at hotmovies.com. Holly Randall Unfiltered is brought to you by woo For play Lube. Have you heard of Woo? Woo is the best organic, all-natural, and antibacterial lube I have ever used. It's made of virgin coconut oil, vanilla essence, natural stevia and beeswax, and is totally free of chemicals and preservatives. And unlike most lubes, Woo also smells and tastes great, just like cupcake frosting. I am not kidding you. Seriously, I offer it to the actors on my sets, and we all love it. Woo is simply the best. Silky smooth, all natural, and tastes like dessert. What more could you want? If you want to enhance your love life or just want a better lube, buy it for yourself or treat that special someone, go to Woo4Play and enter discount code HOLLY and you'll get 10% off your entire order. That's Woo4Play, W-O-O-F-O-R-P-L-A-Y.com with the code HOLLY for 10% off. Get more play with Woo. Are you stuck in a sex rut? Do you need to introduce some outside elements into your sex life? No, I'm not talking threesomes, though I'm not advising against them, of course. I'm talking about hitting up adamandeve.com to find something to spice things up. This website is massive. They carry everything from vibrators to bondage gear, lingerie, and countless adult movies. And the best part is, is that Adam and Eve has created a special code for my listeners to get you 10 free gifts and free shipping on whatever you order. So go to adamandeve.com and type in the code HOLLY at checkout. That's H-O-L-L-Y at adamandeve.com. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I have just a couple of things I want to bring up before we get started. First of all, I am conducting a survey to help me get a better idea of my demographics. So if you would please go to hollyrandallunfiltered.com and fill out that survey there, that would be so incredibly helpful. We are actually giving away $300 worth of prizes from Babeland. So you have nothing to lose and only Only So much to gain by going out and filling out my survey, hollyrandallunfiltered.com. Easy enough, right? The other thing I wanted to mention is I have a Facebook group, and I would love it if you would come and join me there. So go to facebook.com slash groups slash hollyrandallunfiltered, send your join requests, and I will preview immediately we have all kinds of fun discussions there we even talk about other things besides the podcasts i get ideas from people about writing scripts for some of my porn scenes so it's a really fun little community and i would love to have you there so please come join us and now on to the show Today on the show, I have Georgia Jones. She is one of the few girls in the industry that is still a girl-girl-only performer after 12 years, which these days is quite a feat. Most girls have transitioned to boy-girl by this point, but she has not. We're going to talk about that, find out how she's remained a lesbian-only performer after all these years, and just find out what's going on in her life. She's a really wonderful girl with a huge cult-like fan base, and I've had so many requests to have her on, so I'm very happy to finally fulfill all of your requests. And here she is, Georgia Jones, on Holly Randall Unfiltered. Hello, world! I don't know why I did it like that. But maybe because I'm so excited to have Georgia Jones in the studio. Woo! Hi, Georgia. Hi, Holly. How are you? I'm
1: very well, thank you.
0: I would like you to know that I've had so many people request to have you on the podcast, like, for a long time. So I'm very glad you're here. Hell yeah. Yeah, people really want to talk to you. You need to put your mouth mouth in it on that thing. (laughs) Something I knew how to do. Watch. Um, Yeah, and actually I do a fan question portion um, exclusively for members of my Patreon and I always ask people, I'm like, hey, send me your fan questions and sometimes people like don't send me any. And I got more fan questions for you than any other guest I've ever had. Hell yeah. I was like, "Fuck, dude, this is a lot of questions." Like, "Fuck yeah." Do you do you really want to know all this about her? <laughs> no, I'm Probably not. <laughs> um, so we might do some of them during this podcast, but most of them we will do um, in my second little additional, exclusive podcast uh, video on my. Patreon.com/slash Holly Randall Unfiltered because you know this shit ain't free, people. Brilliant. The parking especially here is very expensive. <laughs> exactly. So how are you? I'm good. I'm really good. Tell me, how long have you been in the industry now? Because I feel like we've known each other for a while. A long ass time. I
1: don't. It's twelve years this month.
0: Twelve years this month. Mm-hmm. I was twenty years in September. Hell yeah. I know. Hell yeah. Right? And time goes
1: by so quick. So fast.
0: Do you remember when you were a kid and your parents were, and you like couldn't wait to grow up and your parents would be like, don't say that? Like, once you get older, time flies by and you'd be like, shut up. You're just saying that. And it's so true. Yeah. It is. Like, how is it already like almost November? Dude, this
1: year went by so quick. It's ridiculous. So but quick. The past, actually, the past like five years have gone by really quick, I, I know. So and I and know. It, you know it's
0: going <laughs> to keep happening like, like that.
1: It's, i I'm, it's going to be the holidays next year before I know it. I'm going to I blink
0: know. and it's going to be. Are you a time. holiday girl? Are you excited about the holidays coming up?
1: Um, Yes and no. I think when I was younger, I didn't really care for it much. But now that I'm older, I have like my own traditions and stuff. Interesting. I'm not really much of like a decorator. Like I don't really decorate my home or put up a tree or anything like that. But I do like um the the feel of the holidays is very romantic to me. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love, um, I'm not, Christmas is like my big thing. Like Halloween, I'm like, meh, I don't really decorate my house. Though we're doing pumpkin carving tonight. Full disclosure, people, I tend to like record my podcasts weeks, sometimes weeks before they come out. So by the time this comes out, it will be after Halloween. So people will be like, what is she talking about? But just so you know, today is actually October 29th in real time. Oh, yeah. In our time. Um, so yeah, we are doing pumpkin carving tonight. But um, otherwise, yeah, Christmas is my jam. I like Christmas. I get a tree. I, like I get. I have a whole set of um, ornaments. I have like a set of like blue and white, and then like gold and white, and I like alternate them every year.
1: I have a bunch that my mother saved for me from like when I was a little girl, like ones oh, that I made in school so and cool. stuff. So they're all
0: like you know, like yeah. they say
1: my name on them, and like when I was like seven. That's awesome. So,
0: That's awesome. I, we, yeah, I don't have any, I know I made those when I was a kid, but I don't have any more of them. Um, I think they broke and My mom like saves that. everything.
1: That's Total pack rat. She saves it all. And then when we're older, she, you know, sends it to us. Well, now so. you're like grateful that she did. Uh, very much so. Yeah. When I was younger, I was like, throw that away. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. It's just junk. But now I'm like, oh, it's really cool.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> little, little bears and stuff. Like, oh my gosh. I was so little. It was just a little thing.
0: Where did did you grow up? Here, Arkansas. Arkansas. What was that
1: like? Hell. <laughs> it was so fucking boring. Really. Repressed and
0: depraved. And really. Just, just
1: nothing. Just nothing there.
0: So when did you come out to California? Eighteen. Okay. And is that when you start working in the adult industry?
1: <laughs> yeah, I came out here to do porn.
0: Okay. So yeah. tell us how that whole thing started.
1: Um, well, let's see. When I. The minute I turned 18, my 18th birthday, I went and got an application at a strip club. Like, I knew that was going – end- and pfft, I knew for years at that point. I was still, like just waiting, biting time.
0: Were you like a sexually charged youngster? Very much so. Mm. Just out of control. <laughs> Completely out of control.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when that happened, that actually calmed me down quite a bit.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know. Because you were able to, like, freely exercise your, you mm-hmm. know, sexual tendencies. You were, It's absolutely. when you repress people and you don't allow them to be who they are, I think that's when the problem arises.
1: That's absolutely the problem. It, yeah. well, I was 100% repressed. So yeah. I finally found an outlet for me to, um, you know— release and express my sexuality and Mm. also make money while doing it and support myself, I was fucking in love. I was like, this is my jam. I didn't ever even go out anywhere. I was... Literally working at the club every single night because I loved it so much. Wow. I was thinking about this the other day. There was I remember at one point in the first couple of months I was working there, my manager actually told me that he couldn't allow me to come in and work that night because I had worked every single night for two weeks straight. And he said legally he couldn't allow me in the club. I was like, what the hell? This is bullshit.
0: I want to come in and work. Legally? That's interesting. Because
1: I'd been there for 14 days straight or something. I had to take some time off. (laughs) So I just went to their competitor down the street. (laughs)
0: Like do you like? Do you like <laughs> dancing?
1: Uh, I I love dancing. Actually, I I miss it sometimes. I like, I mean, because you know I feature dance now, but I like I wish I could go under the radar sometimes. Mm. Just go to the club, be a regular dancer. I yeah. kind of miss that like hustling lifestyle sometimes. Was, really, is a high. It's definitely a high.
0: That's interesting because almost every girl I talked to who was a stripper hated the hustle. Like, that was a part that they didn't like.
1: I think it's, it takes a certain person to really enjoy that. Mm. Like, to be able to walk up to someone and hustle them out of their money, like, it's, it's totally a it's a fun thing. It's, yeah, it's like a mind fuck on a whole nother level. Like, you're not just like mentally fucking this person. Yeah. Know, also taking their money, and they know you're doing it while yeah. it's happening. Yeah. That's the whole reason they
0: came there in the first right. place, you know? But let's not forget society says that you're the one who's exploited. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Don't forget. Don't forget, you're the one being taken advantage of. Poor me. Poor you. Poor me. Yeah.
1: I'm serious. Like, I say it all the time and people don't believe me. I'm such an entitled sex worker. I can't (laughs) – I literally cannot do anything domestic for myself. I can't cook. I can't clean. I've been a sex worker my entire adult life and I've just had it all handed to me. And yet, meanwhile, poor me, I need saving. Yeah, Lots of saving. Like, it's ridiculous.
0: So um, it's kind of interesting because – we were talking a little bit before um, the podcast started about how things in the industry have changed so much. Um, and that was kind of actually one of the fan questions. Hold on. Let me, let me pull it up. Because I want to give him credit for asking this question. Um, uh, Don Juan won.
1: Oh, yes, I know. Because there's
0: multiple ones. You probably know who all these people are. (laughs) Probably, yeah. He wants to know after so many years in this business, how do you stay sane with all the changes going on? And we were just saying, like, it has changed so much over the last 12 years. So So you've seen the change. So tell me, like, from your experience, like what it was like and what it's like now.
1: Um, When I first started, you know, honestly, it's changed. So much, but there's good and bad things about Mm -hmm. it, I guess. When I first started, you literally had to find people to hire you. You had to have been hired by people, you know what I mean? Um, There Social media was, like, really just starting out. I mean, we had, like, what, MySpace back then.
0: <laughs> oh, shit, that
1: dates me. <laughs> it's MySpace! But we didn't really have a good platform for, you know, advertising for ourselves in order to be able to produce our own content. So you really had to work with producers and directors yeah. to get on set yep. in order to make money. Mm-hmm. But there was also a lot more money going into – there's mm-hmm. a lot more budget and different mm-hmm. things like that. So yep. there was more work that way. Right. So now it's, like, you kind of – when you do it yourself, you have to work harder, but the payoff is better, I feel. Right. Being able to work for myself is great. I mean, yeah. it's a lot. Of, don't get me wrong. It is a lot of work. It's yeah. a lot more work than just showing up and exactly. sitting in a makeup chair for an hour and then getting up and standing in front of the camera and yeah. we'll wash, rinse, repeat. Yeah. It's way different. It's way more work, but I enjoy it. So mm-hmm. I, I like doing that. I'm extremely independent. Mm-hmm. And uh, I get a lot of self-worth out of it too, being mm. able to do something for myself like that.
0: Really? Yeah. So, so you think it like kind of helps you with your self esteem? Oh, Oh, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. When I can wake up
1: in the morning, check all my stats, and just like keep pushing, keep mm-hmm. myself motivated,
0: feels great. Where? What platforms do you generally like really hustle on?
1: Uh, Twitter is where I'm the most active. Okay. On,
0: on my Twitter, and uh, that's at Xo Georgia Jones. Yeah,
1: at Xo Georgia Jones, and that's my same for my Instagram too. But Instagram's pfft,
0: Stupid. Well, so. they don't really like sex workers at all. Yeah, they don't.
1: There's. Yeah, don't get me started. Yeah, they will. I don't delete. like Facebook.
0: Is what it is. So yeah, <laughs> Facebook is the same. I have my Facebook account deleted. Um, I'm yeah, I'm super. It's funny because I was talking to somebody who works in mainstream. They're like, well, why don't you like go on like you know, Instagram and then, like, promote your site and then do, like, the swipe up. I'm like, if I do the swipe up and directly link to a porn site, I'm like, they will delete me. Yeah, for sure. So I have to be so heartbeat. fucking careful.
1: I mean, they like, literally, I had a post that was literally just a sheet of – a blank white sheet of paper. Mm-hmm. And on it, it said, fuck you, cunt. Mm-hmm. Just, like, written in blue ink. Yeah. That was it. And I posted a picture of it and said, oh, someone wrote me a love letter is what I put in the caption. Yeah. And they deleted it saying it was hate speech. I'm like – really? Like, I put it on my own, like, tw- Yeah. Whatever. Wow.
0: I know. I've heard, like, peak girls say that, like, they would get their pictures of their dogs deleted. Mm-hmm. And, like, coffee just-
1: mugs. Pictures of coffee mugs. I'm not even kidding.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. stupid shit. Yeah. it. Do you, do you think that it's people that are just constantly, like, reporting you? Like, do you have mm-hmm. trolls that really attack you mm-hmm. online? Constantly. And what kind of stuff do they say to you? Stupid shit. <laughs> stupid shit. <laughs> I'm just retarded.
1: Like, okay, because I'm constantly bitching about don't watch stolen porn Mm because it's not free. Mm -hmm. And people will be like, that's why we watch porn. Like, actually, someone just said that to me earlier. That's why we watch porn is because it's free. And I was like, eating dirt is also free. (laughs) Why don't you try that, honey? It's good for you.
0: (laughs) Just stupid shit. I think people really don't realize the fact that, like... I think it's so easy to get away with just watching free porn because, first of all, I think a lot of people don't want to join a website because they don't want their credit card connected to an adult site. They're afraid of some kind of exposure. Um, and also, too, that they don't see like the an inherent value in porn, so they don't believe that they should invest in it. Mm-hmm. But people use it all the time. And there's still so much shame around masturbation and around watching porn. And... Um, yeah, it's just like it's just like the perfect recipe for people like wanting to consume a product but not paying for it, and then thinking that like somehow we're just going to make money in other ways. Yeah, or
1: they absolutely think that.
0: Yeah, and they also they
1: a big portion of them also still see us as like subhuman.
0: Yeah. So it's like even if they
1: see a lot of people are ignorant to it, they don't understand that that content is being stolen from us. Mm-hmm. But then there's also a giant group of people that understand that and they just mm-hmm. simply don't give a shit because they think that we're all whores and so it doesn't matter.
0: Right, right, right. That
1: we should be stolen from.
0: Right, Because exactly.
1: we're dirty, I guess. Or right. Just, or lo- lame. I don't know. But then the irony... I'm
0: like, I don't know. What's the... But the irony is, of course, that they are using your product to fulfill 100%. their own, like, pleasure-seeking yep. desires. They'll
1: use the shit out of it and then yeah. turn around and, like, mock us and degrade us all the same while. Yeah. But that's okay. I'm just- laughing.
0: <laughs> what about um, now you do have a lot of like hardcore fans though like people that really love yes, you. Yes. Why do you think that you have such a strong following? Do you think it's because you interact with them or do you think it's I mean you've always had like a, a very unique uh, I don't know like sometimes it's hard for me to know I um, why some girls have such a strong fan base and other girls don't – not saying that you don't deserve it because, of course, you do. You're beautiful and you're a great performer and all of these things. But sometimes other beautiful, great performers will also – like, but they won't get like a that kind of cultish – you almost have like a cultish fan following yeah. that other girls won't have. Do you think you know, – do you know why you have that?
1: I mean I'm, I can't be 100% sure, but honestly, I think it's the way a girl carries herself in the business mm-hmm. if it really – like you can really tell it – Translates onto film if a girl really enjoys her job or not. Yes. And for me, that it makes a huge difference if a girl really enjoys her job or not because that's going to make my job that much easier. Right. (laughs) When a girl shows up and she just hates life, you know what I mean? That's just. It sucks. It yeah. really does. Yeah. So I think that translates very well. And so people can see that. So it makes them
0: feel better watching
1: that stuff, you Like know? they
0: don't feel like they're exploiting that person. Yeah. Like that person is – it's easier to enjoy porn if you feel like the people that you're watching are really enjoying it.
1: I also have noticed too I have a lot of girl fans mm-hmm. like and young girl fans mm-hmm. in particular. And I think that has to do with um, they can relate with me the way mm-hmm. that like I look. They relate with that and Mm. the fact that I'm um, an empowered woman
0: that just embraces
1: her sexuality and, quite
0: frankly, doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. And
1: so they see something in that that they want to be that, you know.
0: And you're also all natural. You haven't fallen into that trap of, like, needing to get work done.
1: No. It's too expensive. (laughs) <laughs> oh, God. I'm, uh-uh. I'm way too greedy no thank you
0: <laughs> well I, th- I'd, I would like to also think too that you just embrace who you are and that you're happy with your body the way it is yeah
1: definitely I
0: mean I think you look great I, I personally like I don't know. I think girls should do whatever they want to make them happy. And don't get me wrong. It's not like I haven't, like, had Botox or whatever. I am not perfect. But um, I don't know. Sometimes I just see these girls go to these cartoonish proportions with their body. And I'm just like, what? That just looks weird.
1: I agree, I th- but I, you know I'm with you on the let anyone do what they want if they want to look like that. Then it's perfectly fine with me, right? You know what I mean, if, right? As long as they're happy, as long as they're not like doing it and it's just making themselves feel worse.
0: Yeah. the The issue is when I see girls constantly like getting more and more stuff done and just becoming like
1: it's crazy too because it's always the like most beautiful, stunning women, and then they go and just change everything and it's like, but you were perfection. You like were why? Perfection. Why before. did you? Why did you mess with perfection? It doesn't yeah. make sense to my brain,
0: but Yeah. Yeah, but people, everybody body, so. sees themselves differently. Totally. It's it's
1: hard to yeah, I always see like really gorgeous girls end up being the most insecure people I
0: know. And I'm yeah. like,
1: how does that happen?
0: But I wonder if it's because like their whole life they had so much um importance placed upon their looks. Absolutely. And that is something yep. that is a very transient quality and is con- you know there's always going to be somebody younger and prettier than you and and I mean, it's great to be beautiful, but it's like it's not uh, something that you can cultivate. They've had
1: so much worth put on their physical appearance, right? That's you know,
0: and people ignore like maybe their their mental abilities or their exactly. skill sets in other areas, and exactly. it's it's hard to build like a strong feeling of self-esteem just based on your looks yeah. because, yeah, people value that, but they value that in a shallow sense. And
1: if you've spent like half of your life worried about only this and not yes. what's in here, then right. it's like, what do you do? Try to upkeep this one or just start all over again with something here? Does right. It feels like to them, I think. I think. I
0: really yeah. do <laughs> and, and, and I can't imagine how difficult it must be to be aging When you've spent your whole life, like, being concerned. All of your eggs in that basket. Yeah. (laughs) I remember somebody – I can't remember where I read it. It was some article I read somewhere, but – um. Someone said that they made a conscious effort to tell like young girls. I'm talking like children, not saying like you're such a beautiful girl, but more along the lines of you're such a smart girl, or you're such a talented totally, girl. Yeah. Like you know, because we're so we we so easily jump to like oh, what a beautiful little girl, which of course is probably true and great, but um, there's something to be said for putting emphasis on other aspects, other skill Absolutely. sets, that kind of thing.
1: Absolutely.
0: I remember when I was young um i wanted to be a model right i had this bizarre bizarre thought when i was super young i'm talking like i don't know 6 7 that i was gonna, I think it was probably just being surrounded, my mom was a photographer, being surrounded by models, like always looking at like fashion magazines and that kind of stuff. Um, Always being obsessed with the idea that I was gonna grow up to be the most beautiful woman in the world. Like I seriously thought that. It was very, very strange. <laughs> like I would like, I didn't think I was the most beautiful girl in the world at that moment in time but I thought like when I'm older that's what's gonna happen. And I would look at like girls in fashion magazines and I'm like Kate Moss, I'm gonna be more beautiful than that. <laughs> (laughs) I don't know why. Yeah, right? And it was like this obsession of mine, which is like so stupid now that I think about it. And like, look, I mean, obviously that didn't happen. Um, But like I don't know why I was so obsessed with it. And so I wanted to be a model when I was younger. And my mom, who was a model, you know, and then became a photographer, she said to me, she was like, I would not choose that life for you. I think she also saw that I probably didn't have what it took. But she didn't want to be like, you don't have what it takes. She was more like, you should try being behind the camera. You have a lot more power. Exactly. She's like the self-esteem, like the way people cut you down, the way people talk to you, the way people just see you, you know, Mm -hmm. see you as an object. Like why don't you – you should try being behind the camera because you have. there's so much more power in that. There's so much more control in that. And that was like the best piece of advice she ever gave me. And I think what it was is that when I was young, I was obsessed with, with beauty and with the female image. But when I was young, I didn't know how to translate that into something else except for like me being that totally. beautiful image. But then once I found my place behind the camera, I was like, oh, this is where I was meant to be helping other women create – And cultivate this beautiful image. And it felt so much more comfortable for me. It made more sense for me. Um, And yeah, there was a lot more power and control in that. I started, I took my first photography class when I was 12. So. Yeah. So I became like, she, obsessed.
1: she's like, here, start now. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, that's when I oh, became I obsessed with, with <laughs> photography. Good. I feel very fortunate that I knew from a young age that what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Yeah, like, I was awesome. sure of it. That's awesome. Um, so that's when I really like locked into that. And I was like, this is what I want to do. But I've always loved photos and taking photos. Like, you know, I used to steal my mom's camera when I was my mom's Polaroid camera when she was when I was a little girl. And like to shoot the dog, the chair, the floor, like waste all this film. She'd be like, fuck. She'd have to like hide it from me. So even then, I loved that. those developed. It yeah, was I love, something. I know, exactly. <laughs> yes. um, I loved capturing images, but I, I wasn't able to like actually focus in on becoming a photographer until I took that first class. And then I was like, okay, this is what I was meant to do for the rest of my life. So
1: I still remember the first time I shot with your mother, it was like I felt like I had a celebrity photographer shooting me. I was so excited. <laughs> Excited, Holly. Oh my god, I was so excited.
0: It is so cool that you actually got to shoot with my mom because you know she's re- yeah, retired a long she time ago. Right so a after long that. A peep a lot of people haven't never shot with yeah. her. They've never experienced yeah, no, I, I think she retired that year, if I remember. Probably, correctly. Probably. Probably. Yeah.
1: It was like um when she still had the studio over there, right off of what
0: uh, was it? Uh, no, 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 it was off of a uh, Sepulveda. That's
1: right. Yeah, that's by right. the four oh five. Yes, 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 that's crazy. Yeah that, back when
0: what did we what, what what was the set? Do you remember?
1: Florals with blue. I don't remember. Was it just a solo? Yeah, but then you and I shot at that studio too when we did that fashion campaign, like Alienware or some shit. Do you remember that?
0: Oh yeah, for with Caden Cross.
1: Yes, and Alan.
0: Yes. Uh, Oh, oh yes, the guy, the male porn star. I shot him for Playgirl. Fuck, I can't remember his last name either. Yes, Alan Stafford. Thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I knew it was in there. Yeah. That was crazy, right? That yes. Was, that was the first time you shot me, actually. Was, was like, it? For a, for a fashion campaign. Yeah. Oh, wow. That was crazy. I actually came across those pictures a couple of years ago and was like, what
0: the fuck I still I-? have them. Holy, I totally still throwback. have one back. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that guy had no idea what he was doing, The that clothing was not so great. Yeah, it was very, but odd. he was willing to. Spend I think
1: it. I might even still have
0: like one of those really, <laughs>
1: with a little alien head oh on it. I swear God. to you, I don't throw anything away.
0: That would be amazing. <laughs> would you like your mother?
1: Yes, it I wonder where I got it. Thanks, <laughs> mom. thanks,
0: mom. <laughs> I completely. Yeah, I remember we were like because he spent all this money on shooting, and then I remember so asking him like what his business plan was in order to like get the you know campaign out there, and he like didn't know. He's he like, like, I'm going to oh, have you oh. shoot it. Yeah, and, and then I'll figure then. it out. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I remember. All right then. So this the will play. be a one time <laughs> thing.
1: <laughs> I just remember the look on your face. You're like okay, just put this on. I don't know.
0: Yeah, and I was like, sorry. I mean, <laughs> hey, you're wearing clothes, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean. You're getting a paycheck. Yeah. And you're not getting naked.
0: Yeah. So that's new. So that's new. Um, what was the first time I actually shot you in a scene? Do you remember? I don't remember uh, these things. I wish I did. I have no idea. Did I didn't do you in that dog grooming scene, did I? No. I did a dog grooming scene at the studio mm. once. It was really bizarre. Oh, that's
1: funny. Were y'all actually grooming dogs? Yes. Oh my god! Why wasn't I in that? Scene? I don't know. That's great. It was
0: a girl girl scene, that's and really cool. we were. Gro- it was a dog grooming scene. Obviously, the dogs like got out once the sex started. But um I think my dog Bonnie was in it and I did I, I remember that so distinctly because first of all dogs were in it and I fucking love dogs but second of all um, I remember our old set designer Ishmael design and it was like one of the and he was normally extremely talented but there was something about I think he didn't understand like what a dog grooming place is supposed to look like like he was Colombian like he just never like I don't think he'd ever been to a dog groomer like it was just like not something that he understood and it was literally like the ugliest set he ever Built and I remember my mom came in and like freaked out because she hated it so much and it was just a disaster.
1: I'm trying to think, I want to say it was like you shot me and Yanakova. Does that sound familiar? That sounds in a familiar. yoga scene, I think.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, your mom's post, the, yep, right? in the daylight studio above. I remember yeah. that. And then yeah. you had
1: me out in your horse stable and stuff too. Yes, okay, white horse,
0: yes, spanky. That was my horse. He died.
1: Oh, I'm sorry sad about That's that.
0: Okay. I love horses. I know. They
1: yeah, that are. was a fun that was a fun set. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's I all know. on SuzeNet.
1: I'm like, yeah. Suze.net, people. Go check it out. Back. That was a long time ago.
0: Not yeah. Two thousand
1: ten? Nine? Maybe. Somewhere back there. I don't know. I don't know. It's all fuzzy after a while. I know, right? I I can remember certain days usually based off of outfits, Mm. but that's about it. Like when I see a certain outfit, I'll remember that scene or whatever that scenario, but I won't remember when it was or anything like that.
0: I used to be very proud of myself on how I could remember every single set I'd ever shot, who was in it, what they wore. What the set was like, I was like Rain Man with that shit. But now I can't. You just
1: gotta purge it at a certain point.
0: I know. I mean, I've done probably, I mean, over five thousand shoots for sure. Jesus Christ! If not more than, if not significantly more than that, that's a lot. Probably more than that. That's crazy. Probably somewhere between five and ten thousand shoots. How many scenes do you do a month now? Oh God, it depends. Like October was the busiest month of the year for me. Um, Lisa Ann booked the shit out of me because we like finished two of her movies. So I mean, this month I was shooting anywhere. I was shooting about three to four days a month, a week, um, mostly three. But normally, honestly, it's more like two days a week. I don't know. On it, I was super busy last year, and then this year, like. Things just fell That's off. Stupid. No, things fell off. Oh, really? Like yeah, October, like I said, October was really busy, but I lost two um, big clients, and then like there was this whole shit with my website. I had to relaunch it. Um, I didn't. I'm not going to get into it, but anyways, um, yeah, it was. I had a rough year. I really had a rough year, so um, I'm working less now than I really have been in a long time. Um, but that's okay because I started this podcast. Just so
1: four days a week makes my knees hurt. Yeah,
0: I can't do honestly. I can't do four days back. a week anymore. Like I, I before it was like I wouldn't do. Um, more than four like five days was too much now like four days is too much like three days is too much
1: three days is a lot three days even if it's lot. split up like Monday Wednesday and Friday it's still a lot because
0: the thing is is that not only is it it's not like we just show up at least for me I don't just show up to set uh-uh. like I have to prep so for it we have to get props I have to pack wardrobe yeah. we have to make sure everyone's scheduled in and then I just have all this like office back end shit to do it's a ton of and work. then afterwards I have to process everything I have to get it out to my clients like everybody has a different different way in which they want to receive content. So yeah. it's a lot. And I have a full-time assistant, too, and it's still a fucking lot. I it's I mean, crazy. Just,
1: just on the small scale of what I do for my own stuff, yeah. it, that's a lot of work. Right. Just managing that. So yeah. I can imagine. That's yeah. like – stresses me out thinking about it I'm like
0: no so so well tell me what since this is is about you and not me um, (laughs) though I love that you're asking me questions (laughs) about myself because lord knows I love to talk about myself Um, what are you doing specifically these days like I know we talked about the different platforms that you use I think we got to twitter and then we went off on a tangent (laughs)
1: I rant a lot. That's so okay. That's why
0: Twitter's good for me. Yeah, Twitter's a great place to rant.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. All my fans get excited whenever I put rant time because they know a big-ass thread is about I've, to come. I've
0: seen some of your rants.
1: <laughs> I can't help it. Sometimes my Twitter fingers get to snap it. And then afterwards I'm like, should I delete that?
0: Fuck it. Whatever.
1: Uh, okay. So I've got Twitter and Instagram. And mm-hmm. then I've also got Snapchat, my premium Snapchat
0: um, that I that's, sell. That's been doing really well for a lot of people. Yeah. Know.
1: Actually, it's pff, su- doing surprisingly well. And then I cam on cam soda. And then I sell customs, Skype dates, uh, my OnlyFans, mm-hmm. my website, I've Are you still shooting and updating that? Yeah. Wow. I'm in the process of – Redoing it—it's
0: mm-hmm. such a nightmare. I know your it is. I, it's I just said it. Such a nightmare. It cost it is, me a fortune.
1: I am like, it's really slow going because mm-hmm. of that very thing. Yeah. So, but it's gonna get there eventually. And I've got so many other things that are going on too. That it's okay. That it's it's okay. It's it's not going anywhere, but it's gonna be better. Yeah, I'm hoping. By January-ish, maybe February. Yeah. I don't know. Don't always me. add them Always don't add a month on yeah.
0: whatever you think it's going to be. It's probably going to be like my birthday. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. So I've got like so many things that are going on, but it's really good. It keeps me busy. Mm-hmm. I, I really love it.
0: What's the kind of content mostly that you shoot for your website? Like do you just shoot like – Stuff a lot on. of
1: solo stuff. A lot of solo stuff. They do you, like, like shoot
0: it yourself? Like, put a camera on a tripod? Do you have someone come in and shoot it for you? Both. Like, both? I do
1: trade, like, because mm-hmm. obviously my stuff is going to look very pro-am. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I have all this production equipment, but I yeah. don't necessarily know what yeah. I'm doing with it. Right, okay. So I my my stuff looks very pro-am when I shoot it myself. But then I'll do trade with people and mm-hmm. get, like, actual professional, nice quality photos and videos.
0: That solo we too. did was on trade, right? Mm-hmm. The one where you got sung by the bee?
1: Yes. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Not that one. Wait. No, that one? No. You paid me for that one. Okay. But we did another trade day, didn't we? Probably. Yeah, I think we did. I I don't
0: remember. Jesus. It's just. (laughs)
1: I don't know. But um, yeah, I'll do things like that, you know? And then so then I'll have like actually good quality stuff mixed in with my more amateur stuff. So they have a a good mix. Do you find that
0: your fans prefer one over the other or the two different camps? They like
1: both actually. They like the variety. They like knowing that I shot some stuff but then they also like the quality of like your stuff, you Mm -hmm. know? So they they like it mixed up. I think they just like new stuff, honestly. Mm. (laughs) So that's really what it is. Just new.
0: Yeah. Sometimes I wish I wasn't like locked into that glamour style because it's so expensive to produce. And, um, you know, like if I could just shoot like amateur content, it would cost me like so much less. But it's just not my thing. And and I don't – it's funny because I don't – If I watch porn, I actually almost prefer the more amateur-looking stuff. I'm not into high-production stuff. But what I shoot, it, like, has to be high-production. Otherwise, like, I I can't – I literally can't post amateur content. Like, it hurts my eyes. (laughs) Like, I just – you know what I mean? I'm such a perfectionist, and I'm so locked into what I do. If there's, like, the lighting's wrong, I I can't. I just can't. I, like, physically can't. It looks
1: exquisite, though. Thank you. Your stuff is beautiful. Thank you. I
0: just wish more people would pay for it. Yeah, you're telling
1: (laughs) me. Hey, you were telling me. <gasps>
0: oh, God. It's so hard. Yeah. Why is it so hard?
1: But, you know, and that's crazy. There are a lot of people still – I have to give credit to there
0: are a lot of people that are still paying for shit. Like, yes.
1: Like the customs. I make good money doing customs.
0: Tell me about your customs because I always find that that's so interesting that girls, like, always have these really interest. you know, you must get weird requests.
1: Yes, I get really weird requests, but I make more money doing customs than I do – like if I can make, if I do two custom days a month, that's way more than I make doing scenes. Like Interesting. my my checks from producers who do custom because I shoot my own customs, but I also work for producers that also shoot customs. Right, right. And like I can work for a producer and I'll get like double my daily rate just to shoot one day of customs with them. Wow. Like, versus one or two scenes for someone else, what they would pay me. Right, right, like, right. Like, it's good money. It's really yeah. good money. It's
0: work. Do you find that you know? there's a certain type of custom that you tend to get booked for more often? Yeah. What's that? The jack instruction. Ah. Uh, the okay, yeah. okay. A
1: lot, a lot, a lot of so that. So
0: explain to our audience who may not know exactly what that is.
1: Jack-off instruction is where a girl or girls, or well, I guess a guy can do it too. Anyone. Uh. A sex symbol, a porn star, is, like, talking to the camera and Mm. instructing you how to jack off. It could be for – it's usually mainly for guys, Mm -hmm. but I've done them for women as well, actually. Mm -hmm. I've gotten custom orders to do them for women as well. Right. So you just talk about whatever, rub your clit, take your dick out. Don't come yet. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Th- there's two different kinds. There's encouragement and then there's instruction. Mm. Instruction is you tell them precisely what to do. No, you wait for my command type of shit. And okay. I'll count down and then you can come on the one.
0: So it's more like a dominance type thing. Yeah. And okay. then the
1: encouragement, the J-O-E. Um, I actually didn't know that there was
0: two different kinds.
1: Yeah. There's, there's encouragement and then there's instruction because I actually – I got them confused one time. Someone asked for – encouragement and I gave them instruction and they were like what the fuck is this shit and I was like oh my bad I don't know <laughs> Like you don't see the e?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's funny how people specific people are about their requests. But oh, you know, I mean very specific. But- to be fair, they're paying, they can they Honestly, can make those requests.
1: The ones that are really specific unless they're just like completely over the top like a full 10-page script, that's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. But I actually prefer the ones that are more specific because then I know exactly what I'm going to do and I don't have to stop and think about it when I get in the video. You know right, I mean? right, right, Like they literally have it down to a T. They tell me what to wear, what color lip gloss, how my hair should be, my makeup. It's perfect. It's like brainless. <laughs> yeah.
0: What are What are some of the strangest requests that you've gotten? Oh,
1: Jesus. There's some really, really weird ones. Um Any of the messy ones are always very bizarre to me, Mm. like covering myself in, like, beans. Beans? Yeah, no, I actually had a guy recently tell me that he wants me to do um, a – Come, uh, come eating instruction, which is where I instruct him to eat his own semen. Right? Okay. But while I'm doing that, I have to like dump a can of beans <laughs> on my head, and then ah. like, yeah, and something else, sit on a balloon and let it pop and scare me. I don't know some weird ass shit. Like I was like, okay, are you gonna send the beans and the balloons? <laughs> oh my god, because I'm not god. buying that. <laughs>
0: that is so bizarre. <laughs> this weird ass. Did he shit. care what kind of beans they were? Did they have to be like kidney beans like or beans, black beans? Baked beans. He, he baked Super, super savory
1: and like messy, and like, yeah, I don't
0: know. Jesus Christ. This is weird ass shit. Wow. And you just sit on a balloon at the same time.
1: Yeah, I sit on the balloon, dump the beans on my head, and tell him to eat his cum. Wow. All at once.
0: Wow. That's that's like multitasking. I was going to say, that's like rubbing your belly and patting your head (laughs) at the same time.
1: Very much. I mean, at least he didn't ask me to fist my ass at the same time. Yeah. That's where it gets complicated. Yeah.
0: You charge extra for that.
1: Extra, extra.
0: (laughs) Um, Any other ones?
1: Just the most bizarre shit. Like one guy wanted me to – funny enough, I think I was talking about this a minute ago. He wanted me to take a video of me clipping my toenails – Uh, and then end up sending him a baggie of my clipped toenails. uh, And I'm just like, not happening because your ass is like doing some voodoo or something. Um, Yeah. Nope. Yeah. I don't want to know what you're doing with those toenails. They're staying as my property though. That is
0: so bizarre.
1: (laughs) I'll make the video, but I'm not sending you my actual DNA.
0: Oh my God. That is so weird.
1: Yeah. Some guys are very strange. Some girls are strange too though. I had some really, really weird – ones from girls they're not so much like sexually bizarre mm-hmm. but it's just weird that that's what they'd ask me for like one person one one lady asked me if i would t- take a video of m- me putting my cat on my head and just walking around with my cat on my head <laughs> like oh, what i guess how much you get pay me for that what if she claws me and i have to take off work you're paying for that too
0: yeah you know? <laughs> like, wow just weird
1: shit like okay
0: but wow I don't know. I like, mean, I don't want to like kink shame people, you know, whatever you're into is cool. But it, I've always been interested in like what makes that sexual for someone like that guy with the beans. Something must have happened to him like an adolescence or something like that or like he was being bullied and someone like dumped a can of beans on him or pants, something maybe. like that. Yeah. yeah be... Something like that. And for some reason like, he connected it to something sexual or
1: some sort of like taboo in him. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Because, I mean, I don't know. I'd like to think of myself as being very out there sexually, Mm. but some of these requests I get make me feel very vanilla. I'm like, what? (laughs) Now, that's kind of odd, but
0: I don't know. Maybe I'll be into it. I should try it. So how are you out there sexually? Like, are you into fetish stuff? Are you into, like, bondage? or
1: Just about everything, really. (laughs) (laughs) Everything? No, I mean, not everything, I guess, but most everything I'm willing to
0: try. Yeah. That way. I'm just
1: very curious, I guess. I don't have, like, one thing that does it for me, I guess, Mm -hmm. other than possibly just lots of sex. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. But other than that, I just – I like to mix it up a lot.
0: Mm. Get bored with one thing. Yeah, I get really
1: bored, so on to the next thing. Just step it up a little bit. Yeah,
0: I hear you. I was in a relationship with a dom for about a year, and we really explored a lot of, like, bondage and spanking and – And all that kind of stuff. But I don't know. I almost feel like I, like, got my... I I almost feel like I wore it out. Totally. Like, I'm kind of not into that the way I used to be anymore. I also don't know if it's just because I'm older and I'm, like, more boring now.
1: That's what I've been feeling lately because I've just... My sex drive isn't (sighs) what it was. It's like, it'll be there. Sometimes and when it's there, it's really on. But then a lot of times it's just like, nah, uh, yeah, I'm not feeling that. I want to get up in the morning, yeah. So I'm going to bed now.
0: Yes, <laughs> take Are it you, or leave it. <laughs> do you go to bed early?
1: Yes, I, I go to bed too. so fucking early. I now. go to bed too. Yeah, yeah. I like how early? I go to bed at like nine o'clock.
0: Yep, <laughs> I will too. Sometimes nine, ten. And then like I can't sleep in past like 7.30.
1: Yes. and But the, it's like I actually enjoy that though. Yeah. Because growing up, mornings were fucking hell for me mm-hmm. all the way until at least like 26, 27. Yeah. I was not a morning person. No. Same. So now that I can actually wake up in the morning and enjoy it, I'm like, fuck yeah, this is great.
0: I, like I know. It. It's nice to like feel like you've gotten a lot of things accomplished by like noon.
1: Yes. That's my thing. To yeah. To feel like, okay, everything, the house is fucking perfect. I got all my chores done.
0: Yeah. balance balanced
1: my checkbook. Yeah. Now I can do whatever. You got the rest
0: of the day. Yeah, you fuck go. yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I used to hate mornings too. I remember my mom used to come in. We, she used to. I was such an asshole. Like in high school, I was <laughs> the worst at waking up in the morning. My mom used to come in and wake me up and she had all these different tricks that she would do. First of all, she would always say, wakey, wakey, which oh, no. to this day makes my skin crawl. <laughs> yes. cause it's so annoying. And it especially works. when you're like in high school and you hate life. Your and you were up voice all night. Na- oh, it's thing the wars. First thing in the morning, wakey wakey, and then she would like pull the covers off, and then I would pull them down, and then she'd take water and she'd like sprinkle oh, it on no. me, or like oh, I no. mean, she just had so many like different methods to try to get me out of bed. But, I mean, honestly, poor woman, because like I was such a I used to throw shit at her. Oh, like I was horrible.
1: I was a demon. I was definitely a demon.
0: I feel like I would just be like – if I had a kid, I'd be like, fine, fucking miss and flunk out of school. See what happens in your life. Fine, sleep. Sleep through your life.
1: Because you've only got five years left in this house. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You better get to step in.
0: But it's funny as you get older, like the things that like are exciting and um, I don't know that like for me now like a great Sunday is – Like going to the farmer's market, getting up early, going to the gym, going – getting like breakfast with my man, like going to the farmer's market, like all these little domestic things that I used to think were so boring. I
1: just started cooking.
0: Really? Like for the
1: first time in my life, right? I I turned 30 in April and just in the past like month – I honestly have never cooked before. Like wow. I couldn't tell you even what to do. Like, right. Like ramen, but
0: – Right, 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 right. Like
1: only the kind that I can put in the microwave. Right. so <laughs> Yeah. So I started cooking recently and going to the grocery store, let me tell you what. It was like a whole new experience. The first like two times I went, I was so overwhelmed. Yeah. There's Holly, a lot I of was, choices. I spent like three hours in there just like scared shitless like on, the, on just the seasoning aisle. Like what the fuck am I doing and in here? And what grocery
0: store did you go to? Ralphs. Okay, because I was say like sometimes when I go to like Whole Foods. Oh yeah, I'm no, like, I have
1: a Whole Foods. I don't is bad know. What enough to as do. is. Whole Foods is bad enough when you're not cooking. Yeah. So I'm definitely not there yet. Yeah. But working up there, but I go to Trader Joe's, and that's.
0: Nah, Trader Joe's is a little easier. more par-down ver- yeah, yeah, they don't have as much stuff to it's, pick from. Yeah,
1: it's much easier to handle. But, yeah. like, even just the regular grocery store, I was just so lost. I was like, what the fuck am I doing in here? So I went back out and sat in the car for a few <laughs> minutes and gathered my thoughts, called all of my family. And the only one that answered was my nephew, mind you. My... <laughs> Twelve-year-old nephew is the only one that answered and told me what to do in the grocery store. I'm not kidding you. He's great. Wow. He cooks like he's a Southern boy, so he really cooks. Oh wow, he can like make his own hollandaise sauce and poach eggs and shit. Oh yeah. my god, he's that's incredible. Like, I don't even I don't even know how to like cook chicken.
0: So, I mean, this kid can fucking do anything. So, so okay, so, like, oh, yeah. so now you're cooking. What have you made?
1: Very basic stuff. I did like um, salmon with zucchini and. Brussels sprouts. Okay. And then- Sam's, good for you. Asparagus, rice, chicken. I don't know. Just really basic so, Oh, I made a pot roast the other day. <gasps> yeah. And it was really cool because a pot roast usually takes fucking forever, mm. but I made it in a pressure cooker. Yeah. Literally only took an hour and it was so good. Yep. I used like all fresh herbs too, rosemary yeah. and thyme and stuff. I was so proud of myself, Ollie. That's amazing. I fucked up one thing. I didn't cut the potatoes. I had the little baby red potatoes and I didn't cut them in half. Yeah. But other than that, it's fucking perfect.
0: You know what's a great um, – my mom actually used to be a horrible cook. Horrible, horrible cook. And um, my sister bought her – for Christmas one year, she bought her the Barefoot Contessa cookbook. And okay. after that, my mom got really into cooking and bought a lot more cookbooks. Now my mom's actually a great cook. But the Barefoot Contessa, she's a whole bunch of different books. Yeah. They're all v- pretty simple recipes, yeah. but they're all really good.
1: I just got the uh, – The first one, there's two, uh, Chrissy Teigen's Cravings. Okay. I got the first one, and they're simple recipes. Yeah. It's really good. That's the thing. You
0: got to go for like the books with the more – because there are some that are like really complex. Like I feel like cookbooks used to be like so so complex, so much work that like you never even wanted to attempt to tackle them. But now like people are really coming out with much easier recipes, um, much simpler stuff, less ingredients, that kind of stuff. If it's
1: got – if I look at it and it's got more than like 10, 15 ingredients, Mm -hmm. I'm like, nah, fuck
0: that. Have you ever thought about trying Blue Apron?
1: Yes, actually. I was looking. There's like a couple of different ones now. Mm-hmm. Blue Apron I think was the first, but there's yep. a couple of different ones there's now. Different have ones you tried now.
0: them? I've yes. Heard. I really liked Blue Apron. I don't do it anymore right now just because I just don't have the time. Totally. And honestly, like my boyfriend does all the cooking. My oh, boyfriend's yeah. an excellent cook. Fuck yeah. Which is great. So like yeah. he literally makes me dinner every night. It's really nice. Um, but That's I awesome. when I used it, I really did like it cuz the recipes weren't too complicated. And they send you everything they that you, you everything, need, right? and it's great, too, because, you know, they'll pick recipes with these kind of exotic ingredients that, like, are difficult for you to find. You'd have to go to, like, some Japanese supermarket totally. to get it. And then you'd have to buy a huge bag of it, and you'd only use, like, a tiny amount, and then it would sit in your spice cabinet for fucking five years and, like, so calcify like- before you throw it away. It gives you the exact amount That's that awesome. you need. So it's like you don't even necessarily really have to measure stuff That's out. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, I need to try that. I would highly recommend
1: it. I need to try that because re- I've been really into it lately. So. I
0: think your fans who are listening should buy it for you hint, um, hint. for Christmas. I don't know if that means that they have to have your address. Well, my fan mail <laughs> address, so. Okay. But yeah. I don't know if – the thing is they deliver food, so they're going to take it to Uh-oh. your post box. Huh. Okay, how about this? Send her money so she can subscribe to it herself. <laughs>
1: well, a couple of my fans know my address. So. Okay,
0: well then there you go. A couple
1: of them, they've been with me through everything, through S- sick and thin. Yeah, so.
0: I mean that's the thing. Like, Some people think that like porn fans are all weird and creepy and gross, but that's not true. Some like, of my
1: pa- my some of are them, my best friends. Yeah, seriously. some I talk of them, them are the
0: really lovely people and yeah. they just want to support you. Because they watch porn like fucking everybody else on this planet, but they're not ashamed to admit it and they're not ashamed to support support the girls that they like and they believe that they should contribute to their career.
1: And they see us as humans, you know yes. what I mean at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, we are porn stars, but we're also humans at the yes. end of the day. So yeah. seriously, I have Two in specific fans of mine that are, like, they've been my best friends for the past 10 years. I talk to them all the time. They have my real phone number. They text me all kinds of shit. Like, I mean, you know, they're respectful, but Mm -hmm. I talk to
0: them all the time. Yeah, I mean, Danny Daniels, uh, she had a girl that started off as her fan that became a friend, and she was a bridesmaid at her wedding.
1: Oh, that's right, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you never know. Yeah. Don't get too hopeful, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) There's some people that just, like, yeah, I had, like, this. Actually, I don't even want to say because if I mention him, then he'll, it'll. He's going to trigger it. Yeah. I'll uh, give him attention. Uh, I know that exactly I, what you mean. That I, I don't want to give him because I've been ignoring a lot of things that he's I've been trying to, to – I was trying
1: to explain this exact concept yeah. to someone the other day. They were like, just tell them to go away. And I'm you like – You don't
0: understand. That don't doesn't want...
1: work. No. That's just adding fuel to the flame. That's all it's doing. It's fanning it. Like, yeah. nah, you just have to act like they don't exist
0: yeah. and get
1: them to go away little by little that way. But the minute you stoke that fire – yeah. Right back at it.
0: Yeah, that's that's the thing. It's funny. I kind of learned that early on in my career because, like, when I first started, I was so desperate for the idea of, like, a fan. Like, oh, my God. You know what I mean? And being a producer and someone who works behind the camera, I wasn't necessarily getting accruing, like, a big fan base, you know, like somebody in front of the camera would Um, because people don't really ever look at the photographer or the director or, you know, they don't see my face so much, blah, blah, blah. So when I first got like my first like fan, I was really excited and they would write to me and I would write them back and, you know, we would have this conversation and I had these two guys that got very weird on me. One of them um, found out I had a boyfriend. I think I mentioned it in an email. This is before social media, by the way. Um, and he basically went ape shit on me and he was like, I can't believe that you're dating somebody. I thought we were like, meant for each other. Like this guy lived in Australia. Like, of course we'd never met. And he was like, I can't believe you would betray me like that. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, dude, I don't Traitor. even know who you like at all. Like I thought we were, and I feel like I didn't think that any of our correspondence was ever on that kind of deep level. I didn't. No. Feel any sexual tension there. I didn't feel like there was anything super intimate in our correspondence, but for, like, apparently he did. And then there was this other guy who, um, uh, same thing, he got a little too attached. And then um, one day he told me that I'm only laughing because this isn't true. He told me that he was dying of a rare disease and his last uh, dream in life would be to meet me like like a make a wish foundation kind of shit right so i was like uh Can you
1: imagine if we had one of those for
0: i know right for adult Me, entertainers? meet your favorite porn star before you die <laughs> oh my
1: god if we had our own like version of make a wish
0: oh, oh my god it was god. so good so but yeah i mean the thing is like he wasn't fucking dying and i'll tell you why Be- well so anyway so and i'm like well what do you what, what is it like do you have cancer he was like oh it's a rare disease and the doctors can't figure it out i'm like okay Fucking bullshit, right? So then he was like, "Okay, I want to come out and visit you. Can I come stay with you?" And I was (sighs) like, "Absolutely (sighs) sure, buddy." Yeah, I'm like, "I look, and and, you know, again, this is at the very early stages. I, I still like." was excited about the idea of having a fan. I didn't want to, like, hurt this guy's feel. I didn't understand about establishing boundaries. Totally. Um, and I was like, look. Uh, and I, like, didn't know how to say Because today I'd be like, go fuck yourself, dude. <laughs> but back then I was like, oh, I don't want to be mean. Like, he's been so, like, nice. And he's, like, the only fan that I have. And I don't want to lose my, a fan. And... And so I was like, look, you know, um, I don't want to be mean. I'm sure you're a wonderful guy, but I can't have you stay at my house. Like, I don't know you. I live alone. Like, yeah. you know, it's just not a good thing. Um, maybe you can, like, get a hotel room and maybe we could have lunch or something. I was like, I'll, like, go out, meet him somewhere for yeah, lunch, I'm right? Like- yeah, and um, and he got very upset, and he was like, "I don't understand what kind of person you think I am." Blah 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 blah. So he just went like ape shit. So I was like, "Okay, dude," I'd, like I cut off communication with him. So um, <clears throat> whatever. I don't hear from him for a little bit, and this is when we had the studio off Sepulveda, and we had a landline with an answering oh my machine. God. <laughs> And we never, and still to this day, like I almost never shoot on weekends. I really try to leave them open. so i we get into the studio on like a Monday or a Tuesday, and I check the messages, and there's several from him, and he's like, "Hey, several I'm outside your studio." What? Yep. He found the studio. Because, like, it wasn't that hard. Like, if oh, you looked up, like, Suze Randall photography, like, I think you could, it wasn't yeah, too hard to find the still. studio. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't cool. And he's like, oh. I'm outside the studio. I can't wait to meet you. Um, I knocked and nobody answered. So I figured I'll just wait here until, like, someone arrives. And I was like, and then the next message was, hey, I've been here for a while. I haven't seen anybody. uh Hope you guys are coming in. Um, Can't wait to meet you. And like obviously nobody ever showed up. And so he ended up having to fly home. And I was just like, holy shit. Like that scared me.
1: Yeah, that's scary. Yeah.
0: And then um and then he emailed me and he was like, I went to your studio and I was like, Yeah, you can't do that. That's not okay. And then he like freaked out, was like, I'm dying. I hope you know that like I'm gonna go to my grave miserable because you couldn't grant me this one wish, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm sorry you're dying, like have a nice death. <laughs> See you later. And then like six months later I get an email from him, Hey, how you doing? Just wanted to say hi, I haven't talked to you in a while. I'm like, I thought you were dead. What happened to your doll dying thing? Seriously. And then I never heard from him again. Yeah. But yeah, that was before I realized that you have to establish boundaries with some people because uh, some people are just not, not healthy and um, they are lonely. And, uh, you know, I mean, I remember when I was drinking a lot, I wrote Ryan Seacrest an email. This is before uh, he became uh, like super. Oh my God, this is so good. This is before he became super famous. I think he like hosted the soup for like – a couple episodes, and I just thought he was so great. And I don't remember how I got his info, oh, but I like I love to read that. Sent info. him an email oh or God. something, and I was like, "Hi, I really like want to get to know you." And like, and I was like upset that he didn't get back to me. <laughs> Holly, <laughs> that's so good, though. It's so good. Ryan Seacrest, of all people. Like, yeah, who uh, – today, like, I could care less about this guy. Like, I don't know what I was thinking. It's so good. It was very weird. I also um sort of st- – this is so embarrassing. I don't know why we're getting off on this tangent. But I sort of stalked this uh professor who was on a lot of, like, historical um documentaries about, like, the medieval times. Because I'm, like, into professors.
1: So you were, like, e-stalking him?
0: Yeah. So I saw him. He he was like, you know, when you watch like those documentaries about like um, history and you have certain experts that come on and they yeah. talk about it. And he was a professor and he was kind of young and he was sort of cute. And oh, I was like, really oh, and I was drink. Like I said, I was drinking a lot at this time. And I was like, this guy's kind of cute. I'm going to like hit him up. I found his information <laughs> yes. and I emailed him and I was like, hey, I'm a fan. <laughs> Did he respond? Oh, yes, he did. Yes. He did. Because I told him who I was. I told him what I did. And he was, like, very excited that, like, someone who worked in porn. Because I think, like, you know, the fan. Because I even said to him, I'm like, you probably get, like, some fangirls at right, too. And I'm, I'm sorry. I'm embarrassed. And he does. But he was like, yeah, none of them are like you. And then we, like, started flirting and stuff. And then I was like, okay, this is ridiculous ridiculous. like, And then I just stopped. because well, you
1: have to imagine his world is completely different.
0: Yeah. Like the exact yeah, opposite. But I was like oh, straight up like fan-stalking some like medieval like great. expert professor guy. That's great. Have you ever done anything like that?
1: Oh, I'm sure I have.
0: You're like, no, Holly, I haven't. Uh, just you. Well, there's
1: this one artist <laughs> who I harass on Twitter nonstop, and it's been going on for years now. Really? Yeah. She like actually, I think when I first started harassing her, she only had like like 30,000 followers or something mm-hmm. like that. So I was like, oh, fuck yeah. It's a shoe in I got yeah. way more than her. But now yeah, she's yeah. got like a million or something. Who is it? <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, Grimes. Mm. I don't know if you know that is. Mm-mm. She's like a pop artist. Okay. Like, Did fancy. she respond to you? No. She never responds. <laughs> she likes my tweets every once in a while because I just stay, say stupid shit to her. Yeah. Like, okay, so she's <sighs> super like, I don't know, whatever, vegan, eco-friendly, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what her label for it is. Anyways. Mm-hmm. One day she posted something about not eating eggs, and I was like, "God damn it! I've been rooting for you to be Team Lesbo this whole time." She was like, "What? The fuck? <laughs> just weird ass shit." I'm just constantly trolling her. Just so, so you understand her, her need to establish boundaries. This with has you. been going on for a good five years, and it's probably never going to stop. Grimes, I love you. I'm obsessed with her.
0: So, see, people, even we can be weird fangirls and totally harass other people. Hell yeah. That's so funny.
1: Drop the album, sis. Do it. (laughs) I love her.
0: So you have been only a girl-girl performer for the last 12 years. Yep. How has that been for you? Have you ever felt pressure to do boy-girl? Because by this time, almost – you're one of the few girls I know because they're like – there was – Like, a bunch of girl-girl performers, like, kind of around your time that were pretty successful. And it used to be, like, you used to be able to make a living as a girl-girl performer only easily.
1: Easily. And then— just
0: solo. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah.
1: My whole first year, I didn't do any—I didn't think I did any video. Yeah. Okay. No, I think I started doing solo video towards the end of my first year. Right. But before that, it was just pictures, magazine stuff. Yeah. I could make a whole living just doing
0: that. I know. It's crazy because girls will sometimes write to me. They're like, hey, I'm interested in getting into the porn industry, but I only want to shoot solos. I'm like, (laughs) nope. There's like no work. I'm so sorry, but there's literally no work for you. Good luck. Yeah. Like, I I can't. Like, maybe you can – Cam – you know, and, yeah. like, do that thing, produce your own content, but I have nobody to shoot you for. Yeah. Like, even the twisties treats girls, like, they do they, girl, yeah. girl, or a boy, girl. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's part of the package.
1: Nowadays, I can't even tell you the last solo day I was booked for. Yeah. It's always, like, combined. You do yes. some solo and then girl, girl, or something like that. You yes. I mean? yes. Yes, yes, yes. I can't –
0: I honestly can't even tell you that my last
1: solo day. Other yeah. than, like, customs. Right, 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 right. You know what I mean? But yes, yeah.
0: But, like, professional, like – Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, how have you managed to just hold on to the girl-girl only?
1: Very carefully. Yeah. It's been hard. It's actually been really hard because, well, like, for instance, I'm, I've am i always been very open about being bi. Mm-hmm. I'm not a lesbian. Mm-hmm. I like cock, too. Mm-hmm. Sorry if that offends some of you, but – and I know it does, because I've, I've yeah. kind of gotten to the point now where I just don't give a fuck. Yeah, I used to try to like dance around it a little bit just to be nice. Mm-hmm. But in my my old age, I'm just like, you know what? Fucking embrace that shit. Yeah. Get over it. I've never once said that I'm straight gay. Mm-hmm. Never. I've always held to it that I'm – Extremely bi girl. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So it's been difficult with that because there's been a lot of like – for instance, there's a lot of roles that I've wanted to be able to play Mm -hmm. um, or to be in certain scenes um, just to have a creative release to be able to act those out. And Mm -hmm. it requires a girl that does boy girl. Mm -hmm. So that's been probably the hardest part for me. Yeah. There were really big roles that I've always wanted but it – called for someone who did Boy Girl. Yeah. So it was very difficult for me. That and also the money.
0: I was going to say, the people have probably offered you quite a bit of money to do your I've first Boy Girl I've been offered scene.
1: a lot of money, a yeah. lot of money just for one scene. And so that's also very difficult because I like money. Yeah. I really like money. Oh, well, I do too. <laughs> so that's been very hard as well. But, um, you know, when, when it comes down to it, um, a big part of me really just does it for my fans, the ones that have been with me for so long, mm-hmm. because not many girls hold out and only do girl, girl, their career. Mm-hmm. So it makes it, I don't know, it's stupid, but it makes it special for them for mm-hmm. whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Nothing that I necessarily agree with, but because they've been with me for so long, they've supported me for so long, that's kind of like something special I do for them, I guess. Right. Just held out so for you so feel long.
0: a loyalty towards your fans. Oh, 100%. That's interesting. Some of my fans
1: have been with me through Thick and Thin. Yeah. Like they've They've brought me out of like depression holes that I've been in before. Like that's single-handedly, my fans did that. I, you know what I mean? It's
0: incredible that you can have that kind of connection with these people. I think we're actually starting to answer the reason why – you have such a cultish fan base. I love. I my think fans. this is starting to unravel in this conversation. I'm
1: just as much their fan as they are mine. Like I love these people. Yeah. If, if I see. Uh, okay, for instance, in particular, recently there was a new person in the Teen GJ fan group, mm-hmm. right? And they were cool. I liked them. But then they started picking on one of the people that's been, like, one of my number one fans for so long. Mm-hmm. And I instantly put a stop to that. I was like, oh, hell no. Not, not about it to happen on my watch. Yeah. I do have favorites. <laughs> they yeah. have seniority. They've been with me for over a decade now, and you're not going to say that to that person. Mm-hmm. So either be nice, play nice, mm-hmm. like adults or Get to step in. That's yeah. So I set those bound those hard line boundaries, right? Mm. I really love my fans. So. That's amazing. I think that's a big part of it. It's a give and take.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then um, I don't know, is there a part of you, do you think you'll ever do boy girl, or do you think there's just a part of you that's just like, fuck because when you do it, it's done. Yeah. Like it's out there and you can't take it back. Honestly. And you can't reverse that decision.
1: Um uh, if if and when I've I'd been dancing with the idea of doing it for my side. Mm. just for my website um, mm-hmm. or even just customs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I have uh, a person that I would perform with, I guess. Yeah. My my significant other. Uh-huh. But it would be, I don't know, it would be really expensive, I think, if someone wanted to see that. Mm-hmm. It would be.
0: I remember when Juliana Jensen did her first Boy Girl, um, she did it live. On her so, site? Yeah, so that people couldn't steal it. Uh, that's great which was pretty smart
1: yeah that's really cool yeah so. well but there's a way of, re- of recording live now. yeah that was back when it was a little that's, harder i think
0: that's true that's true but it's still di- yeah and she recognized that obviously that was the case but uh it definitely made it all that more difficult to steal it totally yeah yeah and people would have to like sign up for that moment at that time since it was live yeah so she got like a big jump yeah of people
1: yeah, th- I mean, it's definitely an idea that I've played with, mm-hmm. just at least for in, like, the customs world,
0: you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It should be so easy to do that. Yeah, but you're not sure. <sighs> so it's not, it, like, it's not a definite no. It's just a – you don't know. It, honestly – Right now,
1: it's a no. The hardest part would just be to see my fans mourn That mm-hmm. would be the hardest part for me, yeah. which I, I'm, I don't know if you've seen or not. I'm always very angry when people do that to the girl-girl performers that transition – Like Mm. when girl-girl performers, even if they've only been girl-girl only for a year or two, if they transition to boy-girl, they get so much hate on social Mm -hmm. media. And it makes me flip the fuck out every time. I'm like, fuck you. It's her body. Do what she wants. And I think a big part of that is, too, because I've always been playing with the idea. Mm. So I know that's going to happen to me. Right. Probably even on a bigger scale because I've been girl-girl for so long. Yeah. You know? And so that that fucks with me, knowing that I'm going to
0: have to deal with that. But don't you think, like, your true fans would support you no matter what you do?
1: Yes and no. Because I've I've definitely lost fans that were supposed to be, like, my – like, people who literally had their walls plastered with me. Mm-hmm. And then all I did was post a picture of, like, me and, like, my brother. And they thought it was a boyfriend at the time. So they flipped out. And, like, the next thing I know, all of my uh, memorabilia that they had made of me, books and po- posters and everything else is all on fucking eBay. They're like, fuck you. And I'm like, that's my brother.
0: The fuck? Wow. Wow.
1: Literally just a picture. Oh, uh, one time it was – I got – I got a bunch of angry emails because I posted a picture on Instagram that literally just had a guy's leg draped over my lap. Wow. Couldn't even see him. You could just see that it was a hairy leg.
0: I was going to say, well, how do they know it isn't your, uh, like, dikey friend who doesn't like to shave?
1: (laughs) Who just has a really bad pedicure? Yeah. I mean, you don't know.
0: (laughs) Like, literally,
1: it could have been a mannequin leg for all they know. Yeah. but they just flipped out. Like, I had all these mean, angry, drunk yeah. emails and stuff.
0: And so. Interesting the way that people think they kind of own you and your decisions.
1: Yes. It's very much how, like, you were talking about the guy was saying, How, how dare you betray me whenever he found out you had a boyfriend? Yeah. It's very much that. It's like yeah. these people from all over the world, and they're sending me these hate emails. And I'm like, I've exchanged tweets with you a couple of times? Like, yeah. what? are yeah. you talking about? Like, yeah. am I just not supposed to have happiness? Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you very much.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's kind of nuts. I
1: think I cared more when I was younger. And right. I really got yeah. to the point where I just don't give a shit anymore. It's like – It's either your life. love the bad girl or get the fuck out. Yeah. I, I post pictures now of like people I'm in a relationship with and this, mm-hmm. was, this was a big step for me. Yeah. It was a, it was a really big step for me. Yeah. Because uh, just for so long I would received so much hate for it and yeah. now I, I'm still getting hate. I just – It rolls off easier because I've just got experience dealing with it. I've got such thick skin now, so. Right. It's liberating to be able to do that, too.
0: Yeah. You want to be able to, like, share the aspects of your life you want to be able to share. Exactly. Yeah. People can't dictate to you, like, how you're going to live your life.
1: Exactly. They think they can. Yeah. And I think also because I went along with that for so long – that it kind of made them feel like they could do that. I don't know. Yeah, I hear you. So now it's like I'm backtracking and I'm having to like – I know this sounds silly, but like retrain them yeah. <laughs> to think a different way. Yeah. Like you can love me either way. It's yeah. cool. Just you know. break free. You can still jack off to me. It's cool. It's totally cool. <laughs> In fact, please do. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Pay for it while you're at it.
0: That's great. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> so, you know, it's uh, – What are you going to do? Yeah, exactly. A lot of them will – if I just don't respond, they'll send me another email back like a week or two later and apologize. That's good. Some of them, they're just gone forever and I guess good riddance honestly. Yeah.
0: (laughs) New fans shall replace them.
1: They probably weren't paying for anything anyway. Exactly. Exactly.
0: I was talking to Lila Love about this, about like how the people who want to micromanage your career the most or like tell you how you should do things are generally people who are like not paying members of your Mm -hmm. website. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So it's just like, no, you don't get to say that. Stupid. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, Georgia, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, It was so lovely to have you. I have some more fan questions for you, which I'm going to ask you in our – Exclusive uh, video podcast for Patreon. So if you guys are a member of Patreon.com/slash Holly Randall Unfiltered, you can go there to see that. But for the rest of you uh, listening here on your audio podcast platforms, Georgia, can you tell them where they can find you online? Go plug all your pluggables. Oh my my shit, y'all yeah. buy my shit.
1: Um, I, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at xo Georgia Jones. I'm on. Snapchat, but you have to email me in order to get that. It's not free. Book badgirl at Gmail. Um, I'm also on camsoda.com slash georgiajones. Um, Sex Panther as well. Uh, I don't know. My website, duh, badgirljones.com. Yeah. I've got so much shit. Like My, my business card is a fucking
0: – I know. It's, it's crazy like how many different uh, platforms and streams of revenue we have to all have in order to survive. I have
1: to. That's the thing. I have to have all of these hustles. But yeah. it's good. I really still enjoy it. I really
0: do. It's yeah. nice
1: to be able to do it all from home too. It's mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. That's really fun. Yeah. To not drive anywhere in yeah, LA traffic. In L- I was just going <laughs> to say in LA traffic. <laughs> LA traffic is so fucking bad. So on mornings when I get to just stay home, it's like <sharp> –
0: Yeah. No brainer. This is easy. Of course. It's crazy. And you guys can find me at Holly Randall on Twitter and Instagram. And then like I just said, uh, join my Patreon, hollyrandall.com slash hollyrandall. No, fuck, dude. That's my website. Actually, join my website, hollyrandall.com. Do that. Do that because that's where I post all my professional uh, videos and pictures that I take. And then I actually started a new Patreon called patreon.com slash Art, where I'm actually producing only um, softcore uh, erotic art nude stuff. So it's not oh, yeah. porn. It's very artistic. Oh, yeah. And I'm hoping that I can get some support behind that because I kind of miss – the days of shooting that kind of stuff. I'm. Totally. I, I love shooting porn. It's great, but um, I'd love to be able to shoot some erotic art as well. I'm actually trying to fund a book. I was
1: gonna say you. I don't know why you haven't
0: done a book yet. I. Oh, I have actually four books out by Goliath Publishing. Okay. But they picked all the pictures. Okay. I didn't pick any. You didn't of them. Didn't have
1: creative direction. Or no,
0: whatever. <laughs> absolutely none. They wouldn't let me put like is black Goliath? and white in Goliath's there. Is
1: a good. Uh, good publishing. Yeah, guy, they are right? a good
0: publishing company, and you know, I'm. I'm very happy to have published with them. I'm very honored that they would put out my books, but I do want to do one that is um, all my own and is completely creatively directed oh, yeah. by me. And I'd love to shoot stuff specifically for that. Totally. Um, less, a little less commercial type porn, like which is what I shoot right now. So I'd really like to be able to focus specifically on erotic art and kind of come into the project with a different mindset, you know, and a, a different vision. So... Patreon.com slash Holly Randall art to support that. Patreon.com slash Holly Randall and filter to support this podcast and to watch the next set of questions that I'm going to ask Georgia oh, yeah. for the fan section. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you Bye-bye. next week. I just want to thank you guys for listening. Um, you being here means everything, but what would mean even more to me is is if you would go on iTunes, rate and review this podcast, and share it with a friend. If you know somebody that's fascinated by the adult industry but doesn't know anything about it or is really into a certain performer or guest that I have on the show, tell them about it. Because you know podcasts really grow by word of mouth, and your recommendation means a lot to me. What also means a lot to me is your money, because this does cost me money to produce. So if you can support me by going to my Patreon and joining, I give away really cool prizes, gifts. You get access to the live streams. There's just so much cool stuff that you get in exchange for your support. So go to patreon.com slash Unfiltered. Next week on the show, I have a very special episode with porn super super superstar. She's one of the most famous porn stars in the world. She's also a good friend of mine, somebody who I work with a lot. The biggest MILF on the planet, Lisa Ann, and we always have such great conversations. This is actually my second time having her on the podcast. She was in my second ever Podcast. So I would recommend that you guys go back and listen to that, listen to episode number two, and then come back next week and see what things have changed in her life. So make sure that you come back for Lisa Ann on Holly Randall Unfiltered.